Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. We are going to have a great show for you today. Kind of busy. Kind of got a, an interesting start, my friends. But how is everybody doing today? I trust everybody is doing just fine because, like I said, we will be having a great show for you. As I get all these connections made, as I get all the connections that are necessary to get us online Everywhere. Anyhow, 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 anyhow. Let's see. Julie Van Astel. Hello. Welcome aboard as well. We have Bridge MCP, Eric Hayes, uh, E2247. Welcome aboard. Uh, we also have with us today Rose Williams. And of course, we have AVQ, also known as whom again? Also known as. Michael Rodnan and Julie says, Egberto, what the is going on in Tennessee? I have a little video to play for you on Tennessee, so you must have read my mind. You must have read my mind on Tennessee. Yeah, these guys are crazy. I, I have a piece here that I talk about uh, Donald Trump being deranged. Well, you know something? It may turn out that it's more than... I don't know, folks. I don't quite know what's going on sometimes i don't know but anyhow we're going to talk about all of that we're going to take care of that but anyhow let's go ahead and start with what brother rudnin has here egberto can you put this on the screen it will sustain a general strike for just two days or a nation will change radically for the better i'm going to repost let's see what it looks like i like that you know i'm into general strikes or anything that moves us forward. So, yeah, I'll throw that baby onto the screen. There we go. All right. Uh, let's see. Paul Dunyan, we have time to organize an ample reason. We have to make it happen. October strike has the material. We should read up on these issues. Many of us have been for a while now and just start sharing and talking. Don't waste too much energy on boot lickers. I agree. Hello, relatives from E2247. Today's visit will be the great as ever. Every day that you come, you have the greatest visit ever, E2247. Thank you so kindly. You know what? We love it. We love it. We love it. Brr, let's see. Rodney also says the conversation about Cuba is complex. Are you willing to have it? Of course. Arturo Dominguez. I love Arturo Dominguez. Arturo Dominguez is a friend of mine, and he writes some great articles as well. This one might get me in trouble again. When Donald Trump took office and reversed Barack Obama's policies, he went further and declared Cuba a terrorist state. In doing so, additional sanctions in limiting flights in and out of the island, making medical supplies harder to come by, came into play. Seeing so many Americanized Cubans support such policies that harm the people says a lot more than they think it does. It begs the question, what exactly does this group in particular want? Supporting further pain on their people, their home country they fled from, the same country they show constant disdain for in inexplicable. Look, because you opened that door with Cuba for me, it means I'm not going to, I have a long interview with Seth that I got to play. I'm going to play that one. Well, you know what I may actually do? Forget about the Seth interview because I want to do the Seth interview where, where, we, where, where we take it seriously. So I think you opened a, an important door uh, there, Michael Rudnan. We need to talk about Cuba. Uh, we have to talk about Cuba in a very honest manner. Because what we get a lot of times is just superficial stuff. 
and in getting superficial stuff, we are doing very little for the American people. It's easy. It is very easy to take the position. Cuba, communists, no good, end of story. That is the easy way out. I am not going to take the easy way out. Let me take. Let, let me go back to another screen because I need to um, uh, do make sure that we're we're in another network as well before I continue here. Yeah, we are on the other network. Cuba is a serious story. I'm not going to go into complete details. You can go watch Cuba Libre on Netflix or look up anything you can find on Cuba on Netflix because they have some good documentaries there. But remember, a lot of the Cubanos that uh, remember a lot of the Cubanos in Florida are Republicans. But the younger Cubanos in Florida are later immigrants and also very democratic, meaning very progressive. You have to realize what Cuba was all about during the times of Batista. During the times of Batista, uh, people were, uh, you know, it was a capitalist, uh, as you want, do as you please in Cuba. That is what we had there. We had all the casinos, we had all, we had Celia Cruz dancing, and we had all these other folks doing their thing. And by the way, Celia Cruz may not have liked the Cuba that Cuba had turned into. Because many of us, when we get the spoils of getting a lot of money, irrespective on whose back we get it on, we forget. We forget. But most people in Cuba were poor. I am from Central America. I am from a Latin country, and I understand how these things work. Most of these Cubanos were poor. Most of these Cubanos were agrarian. Most of these Cubanos were sweeping floors or cleaning the hotels and stuff of rich Americans and all these other people coming over. That was the Cuba. That was the Cuba Libre. When Castro came in and they did all these things about the La Revolución, you know why it you know why it cauterized into many people's minds there? You know why, in as much as we talk about communists in Cuba and how bad it is, you ever wonder why it with all the sanctions, with all the terrible things we have done to, to, to try to bring down that government, do you, do you think they could be so oppressive that it stood when not even Russia could? Let me tell you something, people. And this is personal to me. Too often, it is always support that free capitalism, support all these great things. But if those great things don't apply to everybody, what is in it for many? And that's what happened in Cuba. And I went to Cuba on a trip about three or four years ago, and I spoke quietly with people on the side. And a lot of those people on the side, oh, they like free enterprise. They love free enterprise. They would love a better free enterprise than the organized structure that there is in Cuba. But they don't want a system where they're they have to fight for health care. When I, we, we had conversations with Cubanos. They don't like the complete controlled economy. A communist economy is very, very regulated, right? In other words, how, uh, the rationing of things and if we only produce this, you know, it doesn't have a free market, not a free, I don't like free markets, a free enterprise aspect of you doing things on your own and then just having the government 
support the things that we must have, education, health care, energy, that kind of a stuff. They would love the free enterprise plus the, the, the part that the government controls. The kind of government that I know most Americans love when explained in detail in not some capitalist notion. That's what I'd love. So is Cuba great? No. They don't like all that control about how much bread you can have or how much frijoles you can have. But I tell you, people who look like me specifically, people who look like the Arawak, people who look like the indigenous in Cuba, they were at the bottom of the totem pole. They were never made into engineers, doctors, lawyers, etc. What did capitalism do for them? They never had growth potential. Just like in America, oh, they wanted black people and, and these other people to be there to entertain, there to clean, there to keep everybody happy, but not professionals. When Castro came in, Castro asked, came to the United States, they wanted support. We could have had a good democratic socialist country as a neighbor, but we wanted to keep what we had, the type of government Batista had, where all the, the, all the, the criminals, all the, the people who took advantage of people, all those storefronts could come to Cuba and exist like Las Vegas. That's what they wanted. You know, laissez-faire capitalism. Who cares about the people? That is what they wanted. You don't hear that story about Cuba when, you're talk, when you talk about the Cubanos in Florida. The problem with a lot of the Cubanos in Florida is that's the old money, the old oligarchs who controlled the rum business, who controlled the sugar business, who controlled the plantain business, who controlled the banana business. With the slaves antiseptic slaves that continue to mine everything. That is the reality. Nobody wants to talk about the reality of what really occurred in Cuba and in several Latin American countries, in Venezuela, etc., etc. Oh, it's just these tyrants that come and want communism. Ask what's beneath that. If you are here in America... You, so, so far, when, with the inception of America, where we still have good racism, but where a big amount of people live fine. Because, again, again, they weren't the lower ends. So let's be clear here, people. If we really want an egalitarian, an equitable society, if we really want great neighbors that practice good democracy, we shouldn't lie to our own. And we should also try to learn the truth. It is so important. Sorry for taking up all that time, Michael Rudnan, but you opened the door when you brought that thing about Cuba and what the people in Cuba are really doing. I even heard a Cuban said, why not go ahead and invade Cuba? A Cuban, a Cuban in Florida said that shed blood recover the land that 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 was nationalized i say nationalize the whole damn thing how can you really own land that's always been there think about it people think about it there i mean there was no virtue in batista 
pre-1959 Cuba or whatever the date the revolution was. There was nothing nice for most people. There was always a great place for Americans to go and do a whole lot of bad things, go and gamble, go do all these things while they were served by people that looked like me, while they were served like people that looked like the Arawaks, while they were served by people that looked like the Mestizos y todos los demás. And then came Castro. You know why Castro made a difference to them? Castro made a difference because the finalists said to other people, you had, tú tienes dignidad. You have dignity. You can actually grow into something. And now, Cuba, as poor as it is, in as embargoed as it has been for decades, even, uh, uh, even as, as, as they, were, they stopped being propped up by Russia, Meaning Russia wasn't buying their sugar anymore or anything. And they're about to go into the abyss. And by the way, I know there's corruption. There's all of that. In abo- above and beyond all of that, what happened? They send their doctors to Venezuela. They send their doctors to, uh, to, to Angola. They send their doctors to all parts of Africa during Ebola, during all these other things. They've developed great drugs for cancer. Even as they are under attack for over 60 years by the biggest country in the world. I am not a pro-Castro guy. I'm a, pro, I'm a pro-free enterprise guy. I'm a, a pro-democratic guy. I'm a pro-everybody-has-equal-access-to-success guy. But our people are so lied to, and that's one of the reasons I like this platform. I have this platform. Our people are so lied to. Americans are so lied to that when you go overseas, you wonder, why do they hate me? They don't hate you. Around the world, Americans are loved. Americans, the people, are loved. Because, yes, the people, in fact, are generous. But the things that are corporatocracy, the things that our government had done in the name of us as individuals, should pain us all. Should pain us all. But if we don't know it, if we don't know it, how can we live it? And that's why I ask all of you that are listening to my voice, all of you that listen to this program, please, people, share. And, not, and don't be afraid to lean in. It is so easy for me to go ahead and when people... I, I've got friends from Venezuela who left Venezuela. And they hate Hugo Chavez, they hate, uh, what's the new guy that's there? Uh, Menudo, not Menudo. Um, they, they, they hate all these people, right? And I understand where they're coming from because they themselves within their own country, living within their own system, don't understand what is really happening. They don't get it. They don't get it. So we have to learn we have to educate ourselves. We have to be sure to do these things, people. Please, 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 please. Let's not continue to falter. Let's not continue to fall for the lies. Let's not continue to fall for this. And let me continue now. And, it, you know, let, let me go ahead and continue with uh, what Rodney and other people have put here. I'll go with the messages. I'm not going to do the, the, the interview that I had scheduled for today because it's a 29-minute interview. And Michael Rudnan got, got me to uh, talk about Cuba, which I think it is important for us to talk about today since of exactly what's happening in Cuba. We don't want to have anybody having accidents over there not knowing what's really going on. I'm telling you, 
as somebody from Latin America, as somebody with Latin American roots, as somebody with Caribbean roots, everything that happens in that Caribbean Sea, we know quite a bit about. Okay, the pandemic will continue uh, until we break former monopoly and end vaccine apartheid. We can we, we have a choice to make. Wave the vaccine patent and vaccine the world or watch coronavirus rampage through unvaccinated populations until it mutates into a strain that the vaccines don't protect against and have a repeat of 2020. That's, an, that's another important concept. Capitalism kills. How? It is not within the purview of capitalism to say, hey, there's a pandemic we know how to build a drug. We have enough manufacturing capacity throughout the world. Manufacture the hell out of these drugs and give it to people free to, to squash this pandemic now. And then we can continue with our economic systems. That's not how they operate. Everyone is their individual. And everyone is seeking, I, if I give this away, you get, a, you get an advantage I don't make the money back, all that kind of stuff. Let the government buy it from me and then it's okay. In other words, we monopolize on a we monopolize on a disaster. That is what our economic system breeds. We should be able to say, hell no. The the composite knowledge necessary to create these vaccines didn't come from the corporations who created them. It came from the universities, not only in the United States, but throughout the world. It came from the, com it came from the combined knowledge of humanity. So when, when we have things like a disaster that is contagious, like COVID and others, I don't care who developed it, because it came from our composite knowledge, it must be placed in the public domain. And I'm not, you, you're, you, you're nice. Temporary wave the patent? Hell no. Take the patent away. Period. It's composite knowledge. It's collective knowledge. And when collective knowledge is used, we have to have exceptions when collective knowledge is used. People are going to say, oh, well then, people won't have innovation. The innovation don't come from the capitalists, ever. Those guys that move paper, create a stock, the stock goes up because I develop a drug. That is independent of intellect. Remember that. That's why in the Soviet Union, people develop things even under oppression. That's why in all of oppressed countries, people develop things. And then we get them out of there and we capitalize on the invention, on the intellect of others. Don't let anybody let you believe that, well, if we take away the, the, the ability for these millionaires to make billions, that innovation is going to stop. Innovation doesn't come from them in the first place. Innovation comes from the individual who sits down and thinks, I want to make something, I want to create something. That has nothing to do with money. Anyhow, next subject. Have you no shame? Biden decries Republican attacks on voting rights. President condemns Trump's the big lie about a stolen election. Yeah, but I, you know, Biden's speech was great. I was not a fan of it because I want, I want Biden to come out and say, anybody who believes in democracy right now, we need to at least have a carve out of the filibuster. And he shouldn't be scared to say it for people to hear. Because let me tell you what's going to happen. Democrats control the Senate. Democrats control the House. Democrats control the presidency. 
And right now, Republicans are trying to say, we want to make sure that you cannot vote in numbers large enough to your population because it means with the policies that we support, we will never win again. And the Republicans are right. With the policies they support, they will not and should not win again unless they change. So they're right. Now, we are telling them, we are telling Republicans, it is okay to keep your policies because your vote means more than our vote. That's why Montana has two senators and California has two senators. Your vote means more than ours. That's why I gerrymandered Wisconsin, even though more people voted Democratic, that they send more Republican representatives than Democrats. That's why the same applies to Ohio. Again, again, you want to get people excited? We made a deal this time around. You know why we got 81 million people to vote? Even though Trump got 75, 73 or 75 million people to show up, more than Hillary did. How did he do that? How could he possibly do that? Are all those people racist? No, they're not. But they did their job. Valentina ba. Valentin. Uh, let's see. Valente Bellesa. Thank you so kindly for becoming our, our latest PDR Posse member. Thank you so kindly for becoming our new SPDR Posse member. We would love to have more of you. I am putting you up. I'm getting ready to put you up right now. Uh, Valente. Look, thank you so kindly. We could not do this. Without you, but I need to continue with my my monologue here. I, like I said, I I decided to can the, the the thing today. Like I said, you guys always come here and change what our program is gonna be about. But like I always say, this is your show, and I've always meant that this is your show. Okay, Valente, I'm going to put that up on the screen in a minute. Any more folks want to join the PDR Posse? Click that join button become a member remember we give goods we give truths here truths here that you're not gonna necessarily hear on tv and the reason you don't hear it on tv is not that these people are bad is that they can't they can't why can't they because it doesn't fulfill the narrative the business world wants you to have it is that simple it does not fulfill the narrative, the business world have to... Valente, you're, you are on our screen now, my friend. I want to thank you once more again for becoming a PDR Posse member. We could not do this without you. We could not do this without you. Okay, let me continue. Serious question. Can anyone this fine day name any policies or laws passed or proposed by Republicans that relate to actually governing the country? That answer is simple. None. Uh, do we wait with blinders till... Is new 2023 House Speaker. He will not be the House Speaker. Let me tell you something, folks. I have, we don't sit down and wait for Biden. I'm, I want to let you guys know this stuff, okay? Do not sit on our laurels waiting for Biden to do something, all right? You don't do that. That's what we are here for. You go out there and you make sure that we get people registered. I'm a VDVR, a volunteer, a volunteer deputy registrar. That's what I am. So I register people to vote as well. Get in your state, in your county, and become one. 
Rose Williams, hi everyone. E2247, we need a new Statue of Liberty and install in DC a well-timed, gentle nudge of US uphold three values, equality, liberty, democracy. Perfecto, senor. Uh, two minutes, Lamas, I will read that out later on. Let's go ahead and say, tremble tyrants and you traitors. It's disgrace, all groups. All right, Bridge MCP say, he, uh, hey all, no FB notification and no link either. Doesn't show, show is playing. Re I'm looking at it live right now inside of our um, politics and right. Please let me know if that was corrected. Okay, let's see what, what are the messages. Every case is, hi all, how can Biden group refuse Cuba and Haiti but let mayhem occur at the southern border? Hypocritical, right? Um, no, practical. But I tell you what, the way it's done, uh, the you know, I don't know if it really applies to Cuba because Cuba has this one one touch rule where if you touch if you if you swim over the channel and you touch American land, America can't dump you. I think that's Cuba. Uh, let me see uh, that that stuff about uh, Tennessee. I need to let me make sure and have make sure I have that queued up. Because I, I need to make sure that uh, that is going to be ready to play for you. So that 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 Tennessee is queued up. So I I'll get that another uh, a little bit later. Julie Van Astel, Bridge MCP Tennessee is going to hey I know I know. Okay, what else have we got here? Roberto Luis, saludos a politics don't right. Muchas gracias hermano. Bruce Pollard, welcome aboard. Barbara Wilts, welcome to politics done right. If I miss you, just drop me another line. Bruce says, let's discuss inflation plays against your model. Is it a result of flattening deficit across everyone instead of graduated by income? Let me explain this inflation thing right now. Um, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's going to be the scare tactics that Republicans are going to use to try to mitigate any large outlays from a... Uh, from the package, from the what we call the the, the human infrastructure uh, program. Let me explain this to you because this is important. Right now, inflation is caused by scarcity. There are two kinds of scarcity. There are real scarcities. Let's give an example. Let's say that we had a banana famine, and there were not a lot of bananas grown around the world, uh, so we only had a small quantity of bananas. That means when that banana went into the grocery store, that store didn't have to sell that bananas for a dollar a dozen uh, because they know that they will get rid of all the bananas they have even if they sell it for $2 a dozen. So that's inflation created by scarcity. There's another kind of inflation that oil companies impose on us. They purposefully drill and extract less oil from the ground because they can. And they want to drive up the prices so that that product in the ground is more expensive because they don't. Uh, they don't. And what they do, it, it, it's a sort of a collusion that they do. Uh, and water is another example. There's no real scarcity of water. It's about water management. Let's go ahead and look at what's going on in Lake Powell right now. What's going on in Lake Powell has been going on for 21 years now, and we could have mitigated that long time ago, even with global warming. Now, as far as the current inflation on a lot of things now, it's caused because of the following. A lot of people have not gone back to the jobs that they've done before. A lot of supply chain issues have occurred because around the world, they are having the pandemic as well. So whereas in Vietnam, we were making a lot of clothes in Vietnam and we're making a lot of cloth in Vietnam and in China, we're making all these things. Well, China has their their, their COVID under control very well. As a communist country, they could say, you, you're, not, you're not leaving your house without a vaccine. You're not leaving your house without this on, all that kind of stuff. And in as much as we can't live in a country like that, 
that lends itself very well for things like for things like uh, epidemics. Freedom versus epidemic, anyhow. But until COVID is mitigated, not only in the United States, but throughout the world. Remember, we chose to become a service economy where we did not manufacture a lot. If we had maintained our manufacturing base and we made sure we could be a bit more insular that we are than we are. Most of our people are getting vaccinated and we've really mitigated COVID. All our factories could be open. All that good stuff could occur. It doesn't occur. So we are not only at the whim of the rest of the world, but we're at the whim of ourselves. That inflation, if COVID is taken care of throughout the world, will be temporary. If more people go back to work, it'll be temporary. However, it will become systemic if we follow the rules of capitalism. And what do I mean by that? Uh, if, we don't, if we don't create policies of giveaway to ensure that people can recover from this pandemic, the prices will stay high and they will continue to rise. And the ones who will suffer will be us all. But you see, to the capitalists, it doesn't matter. Because inflation means they can put out less resources and gain more capital. And as long as that capital is not in the form of loans, which depreciate with inflation, which they don't like, things will be just fine. That's sort of a quasi-explanation. If anybody needs more details, throw it in a thread and I'll put it in there and we can talk about it more. Fed policy propping up the economy in all markets, I think Frontline thinks it's bad. Well... Uh, the Fed policy has been horrendous, and it's been doing more prop up for the, the for the uh, economic for the, the the capital class than for anybody else. So don't don't expect for me to disagree when I say that the policies of the federal government really are screwed up. You want it? You want to turn me on? You want me to think that you're doing good policy? Go ahead and convince the government to create a basic income that is indexed to inflation, so that never again can capitalists really hurt the American people. That's possible. That's possible. Remember, an economic is man-made, and notice I say man-made. Nanette Birdsmith, yeah, it's only 90 miles from U.S. soil. Okay, Eric Hayes, what is, what is Harris' thoughts on the root cause of Cuba and Haiti immigration? Uh, that's a silly question, but let me just say that we all know what the root cause is. Poverty. Poverty. You can ask then what caused the poverty in Cuba. You can say, oh, well, the communist country government caused the poverty. No, it's the, it, it, it's the embargo that caused the poverty. Okay. Uh, now, the, the root cause of all these types of immigrations are always the same. If people are comfortable where they are, if they're eating well, if they can go around well, if they can go to the beach well, they don't care what kind of political system they have in the aggregate. Those that are just doing their thing, they don't care. If you're in a communist country, a, cap- a, a, a free, I mean, it does, as long as you have freedom of movement and freedom to eat, freedom to party, freedom to do, people don't really care about what those people are doing who run the country. If you doubt it, ask anybody about our own country and see how many people really, really care. Having Cuba been under the foot of Castro and why would thousands jump into the ocean to get away? I answered that, poverty. 
Okay, uh, let's see what else we got here. Egberto Man is my hero. Preach. Gracias, E2247. Julio Van Astel, he said to launch airstrike on Cuba. Such a disgusting bout of verbal diarrhea. I know. Linda Harvey, they are in your native country. Uh, Bridge MCP, they love our money, but many places think Americans are arrogant and, you know, a lot of Americans are arrogant and ignorant. Yes, but a lot of damn good Americans out there. I am one, you are one, and all of you that are listening to me right now are good Americans. Hey, folks, I'm still talking. I don't want to go into my ask for uh, ask for contributions real quickly. So please, if you're there, just click that join button, become a PDR Posse member, or go ahead and go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. I want to keep talking because we got so much to talk about. We got so much to talk about today. So much to talk about. Just remember, support us. Support us, even if you do it after the show. Linda Harvey, yes, they are. Let's see. Eric Hayes says... Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what we get. Egberto, your message about Cuba and foreign policy might be one of your best. Please clip that. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Um, Bridge MCP, Eric, I'm talking of over 40 years. Media has nothing to do with it. Let's see. Yeah, good idea, Michael. Make a clip, Egberto. I will make a clip. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Michael Rodden and Egberto, I always go for practical solutions when they are presented, especially when the people would benefit. That's why I support the temporary patent waiver. I got you. I got you, brother. I Look. When you say temporary waiver and I say I want it, uh, uh, please, it's not, it's not a disagreement among us, okay? We can, well, you know, it's, it's just me going with the absolute statement. Egberto, we not only need politics done right, we desperately need politics done right. Thank you, my dear beautiful lady. Uh, E2247, Malcolm Nance on Russia on January 6th, the Al Franken podcast. And thank you very much for giving us that. Bruce, for a third shot or send it as first to others. Uh, I don't quite follow. Maybe I'm just missing something. Good words, Julia. Eric Hay says, uh, that's a reply. Arthur C. Ford, there is no reason for any Cuban citizen to flee communist Cuba. The nation is a worker's paradise. East Germany was also a worker's paradise for the 40 years it lasted. But that damn Gorbachev told Chancellor Henneker that he would be on his own if he started machine gunning his own citizens. Huh? I don't follow. But anyway, I'm just kind of reading too fast. Attorney General Garland must change a top conspirator before he becomes Speaker of the House. <laughs> he won't be Speaker of the House. Look, guys, don't worry about that. If we do our job, we'll be fine. I want people to stop being worried and start saying we are going to do our job to win it all, okay? Don't be worried. Win it all. Roberto Lewis, welcome, Senor Valente de Politics. Done right. Muchas gracias también, hermano. Top Tennessee health official was fired. Okay, you know what? I'm going to play that real quickly because I think you got to see this to really believe it. So I'm going to go ahead and play it now for you guys. Check this out. Tennessee's top vaccination official says that she was fired for trying to make sure teenagers get their COVID shot. This is what Dr. Michelle Fiscus told my colleague Chris Hayes. This political divide or this kind of toxic politicization of COVID-19 and the vaccine um, where we now have our most hesitant population being rural male conservative whites um, who really do hang their hat on this political ideology that COVID-19 isn't real, isn't a threat. And now the Tennessean newspaper reports the State Department of Health in Tennessee is abandoning its vaccine outreach to minors, not just for COVID-19, for all vaccines. It reportedly comes amid pressure from Republican state lawmakers. A health department spokesperson said that the agency had no comment. Right now, 38% of the Tennessee population is vaccinated. I think that is criminal. 
That is criminal. That it's state sanctioned. Listen to this: state sanctioned irresponsibility in Tennessee. That is criminal. Uh, you need to read a piece by uh, uh, by. Tom Hartman, I, I posted it. I, I, I repost all of Tom Hartman's daily briefs. He's authorized me to do that at my site. And uh, you should check out the one from yesterday where he talked about why our Republican leadership really supporting uh, these anti-vax methodologies or not encouraging people to vaccine. And it's sort of macabre what he actually came up with, what his thoughts are. Okay, Julie Van Asville said, Egberto, did you see Representative Eleanor Holmes on late night, I didn't see it, but yeah, she's amazing. I met her in uh, D.C. and I've interviewed her a couple of times. She's a wonderful woman, uh, the representative from D.C. Uh, well, she can't vote, but yeah, she's the representative from D.C. Love that woman. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, para ver, para ver, coming down, coming down. Future of human climate niche. Uh, I'm going to leave that one and try to get down to four more people. E2247, thank you for your commentary. Uh, para ver, the illustrations in the paper are most instructive. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Yes, 50 years of U.S. embargo. I think it's more like 60. Uh, embargo on Cuba results in poverty among their people. You're always here discussing, sharing, learning. So why not join the PDR Posse and support the show? Okay, I think it's time for me to go ahead and do that. Folks, please, if you are listening to us on YouTube... Please go ahead and join our PDR Posse. Support us to make sure we can continue doing what we're doing. To do it, just go to, uh, if you're on YouTube, just click that join button. If you're not on YouTube, just go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. Alternatively, I need a 1,000 supporters at YouTube. I'm, I'm, I'm about four or five short of 300 on YouTube now. And I need another 1,000 on Patreon. I've explained why I need a 1,000 on each in several shows before. Uh, I need a thousand on Patreon as well. Uh, you can go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I've placed a link in there as well. So support us either at politicsandright.com slash YouTube or politicsandright.com at Patreon. You can also give us a uh, contribution or support the show. Make sure we stay alive at politicsandright.com slash PayPal. Politicsandright.com slash PayPal. I assure you, we, we make a difference. The, the emails that I get says that we make a difference. And if I talk to, if I reach 100 people today and each of them reach 10 people, you see how fast we start to make a difference. You start to make a difference. All of you who are supporting Politics Done Right are making a difference. This isn't Egberto making a difference. This is we all making a difference. And I'm not saying that to be somehow Oh, uh, you know, we're, you know, you know, a lot of people talk a lot of crap. I'm serious about this. I see the results. We see the results. So please support us. I gave you the link politicsonright.com slash Patreon, politicsonright.com slash YouTube, and you can support us as well at politicsonright.com slash PayPal. Don't forget to get our mug. It was designed by our one and only Bridge MCP. I'm going to put that on the screen right now for a bit. Uh, so support us at uh, the, the, the mug. You can get the mug at that link that I just provided you there. But alternatively as well, you can get all our books and mugs and everything at our store, politicsandright.com slash store, politicsandright.com slash store. And you can get all our books, audiobooks, all that good stuff at Amazon, politicsandright.com slash books. That's where I super link to Amazon to all our things, politicsandright.com slash books. 
books. Anyhow, let's continue with our discussion. I, you know, I wish I didn't have to go ahead and say, hey guys, become a member of Politics Done Right because we need your support to survive so that we can start, so that we can put out all this information, but I have to. I mean, you know, ABC, CBS, they just go ahead and a corporation gives them X amount of dollars to give them a commercial that half of them are lying to you. It's easy for them. It's not easy for us. We come out there and say, look, you're paying for this stuff. And, and I owe your, I owe the truth to you. This media outlet is only here to tell you the truth. Sometimes you're not going to like what I tell you. But the one thing you're going to know is that I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Okay, let me get back up here to where I was before. I kind of got lost. All right, let's see. Um, uh, Michael Ronin said, top, uh, we did that, that Tennessee. Practical BS hypocritical policy on immigration. No. Let me tell you something that I see from you, Eric Hayes, and many of my conservatives here. Let me tell you, if I see a conservative do something good, a Republican do something good, and it falls within our, our domain, I am going to praise them. I'm going to give them kudos because my goal isn't to Republicans or Democrats. My goal is to make us all successful. Hey! June Littler, our next new supporter, new member of the Politics Done Right Posse. Salute June Littler, please. And as I salute you, I want to get you on the screen as well. I thank you so kindly for becoming a new member. We could not, and I mean that from the depths of my heart, we simply could not do this without you. You are integral in making America smarter. And I mean that not to be facetious. I'm not trying to be overblown. But when I, when I, when I, the way we just spoke about Cuba and other things, people would call and say, you know, I didn't know that. Why didn't we learn that? And I'm like, it's not, it's not why, you didn't learn that because it was not in folks' interest for you to learn that. If you get too smart, you start to ask questions. Why is the system laid out this way? That's the question you start asking. And people don't want you to ask that question. They don't want you. Okay, I got you up there now, June. I got you out there. Come on, let's, let's get em- enough more people so that you eventually cover my face. I'd love to see that. <laughs> cover my face with all the, the, new, the, the new folks that have joined. Cover my face. Anyhow, so let's get some more joiners. Anyhow, let's continue with the discussion here. Uh, Bridge says, July 1 through 5, then off to D.C., Little Lady Liberty. France is sending the USA's second smaller <laughs> Statue of Liberty. Really? Okay. Uh, Evan- Julie Vanessa, Egberto, did you see, Rev- I think I read that one already. Let's continue down the road. Let me continue what else I got here. Bear with me, guys. I'm going through. Egberto, we also screwed up Vietnam when all they wanted was to be free of French domination. You see, a lot of people didn't even know that France had anything to do with uh, Vietnam. They don't understand the effects that col- colonialism had throughout the, the Middle East, throughout the East, meaning Asia, and throughout uh, Central, South America, and the Caribbean. If people really knew the truth, right, there would be so much, so much would be different. Bruce says, which has better profit, third shot in U.S. or first shot abroad? 
which has better profit, third shot in the U.S. or first shot abroad? Um, I don't understand that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just too hyped up to understand what you're asking, Bruce. If you could clear it up for me, I'll be more than happy to answer that. Late but here, let's see. Come on, Bridge, you've been here. Uh, Rose Williams, where do they get the ideology? Our founding fathers urged citizens to get inoculated and then vaccinated them. You know, I, that is so true. I mean, I think it was, it was uh, George Washington who tried to inoculate all the folks from smallpox. That was back in 1770-something, man. You know, 1770-something. Okay, Benjamin Franklin's sons died because he was reticent to have him inoculated. I long regretted and still regret that I had not given smallpox to him by inoculation. This I admit for the sake of parents who omit the, that operation under this opposition that, supposition that they should never forgive themselves if their child under it. That's true. All right, let's continue going down on our list. Rose Williams, Washington Adams, Madison Jefferson, and Franklin were all supporters of inoculation and later vaccinated. Uh, Eric Hayes, shouldn't the administration run the country and not ruin it? Um, if you keep buying the right-wing the right wing stuff about ruining the country, I can't help you. All I can do is tell you, keep coming here and hearing the truth. I can't tell you anymore. Because the fiction that what Democrats are doing right now is hurting the country and what Republicans are doing is somehow to upload the country is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. These people have done so much damage under austerity and other types of policies. And they, they take it, you know, and it, if, look, if you hear somebody say, I want to run the government like a business, make sure they never get into government. Because you cannot run government like a business. A business must, a business has no heart. A government must have heart. You don't do everything for profit. You don't heal people for profit. You don't dispose of people for profit. You don't. All right, let's continue. What's, good, uh, what's a good conservative? Someone who actually wants to conserve nature for the future generations. This means accepting the science of global warming, realizing it. Yes, I agree with you, sir. Uh, TJ, guys, Egberto is going to miss his mortgage payment. Please send him all your, mo your money. Well, I can tell you, uh, 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 let me just qualify that for TJ because TJ wants to, I guess he wants to demean me because I am saying that I want support for politics done right, just like ABC wants support for the news that they give. While I don't think you consider what ABC gets a handout, it's commercials that they get. Instead of me getting commercials, I get support from the people who listen and the people who share. But let me just point out one thing. I am making about a tenth of what I made when I had my own company by choice. To do that, I paid off my home. To do that, I reduced my expenses by a whole lunch so that I could do what I'm doing, which was something positive for society. Okay? Just, just a little note, and I know I don't have to say this, but I'm saying that I live a very meager existence. I tried to pay as much off as I could because this is what I wanted to do, and I knew it wasn't going to pay much. But let me tell you better. And after that, we got hit by YouTube and Facebook even worse. So we were in the doldrums for a very long time, and that is where YouTube, Posse, 
and uh, uh, Patreon came into being and all these other things. So I, I know it for some of the right-wingers that would like to demean what I do, I understand it. It's fine. It doesn't really hurt me personally. The reason I usually every so often respond to it is for my audience. Because a lot of times they call like, Egberto, I, I had a friend that called yesterday. He said, Egberto, when I saw this guy really attacking you, I wanted to say something, but I didn't know if I was supposed to, but it hurt me because I know you. And I said, look, it really doesn't bother me. I find it amusing. So um, we are all here to do a job. We are all here to make life better. And that's what I'll do. And there's nothing anybody's going to say that's going to somehow let me put my tail between my legs and feel like, oh my God, poor me. No, poor me, nothing. Nothing. I love what we're doing and we're going to make a difference. The duck that quacks. Vaccines are for profit. Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Okay, let's see. Bruce says, I think there might be a profit motive to selling the third shot to the U.S. market as opposed to competing and selling the shots worldwide. That is magic, Bruce. You hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. Ashley Willie is my beautiful daughter. It's sad I only knew about France and Vietnam because my favorite faux place is in Austin, Seoul Macaroons, and I thought it was a weird mix when it was simply a historical one. Ashley, that was such a smart observation. And that's why when you see certain breads in, in, in uh, Vietnam, it actually likes out of the French bakery because it's a lot of the adapted French culture in Vietnam. And we have a whole lot of these mixing cultures. Now, I like the part about mixing cultures, but the, the heinous crimes that came along with it was the bad thing. When a conservative talks about Democrats running the country, those conservatives really talk about specifics. What exactly are Democrats supposed to be doing to ruin the country? And that's the thank you, Michael. You just hit it on the nail. They can never say what we're doing wrong because if they say what we're doing wrong, it's the things that people like. Egberto, stop explaining yourself. Okay, Bridge. Okay, thank you, Bridge. Thank you. I was explaining myself, not for me, but for everybody else. But if you think I'm doing too much explaining, I'll stop. Uh, hey, come on. Breach leads or PDR posse. Breach tells me something. You know I'm going to listen, baby. All right. Let's continue. Ashley, you owe the... <laughs> There's my dad. <laughs> my daughter said, "You owe Daddy, you owe them no explanation, Dad. He can kick rocks barefoot. <laughs> You know what? I love my peeps and I love my daughter to death. She's always protecting her dad. Always. Always. Eric, Egberto, no demeaning here as you and everyone has benefit whether we agree to or not. It's all important. All right, let's see. Haiti, the trail of blood that leads back to the U.S. Greg Palace. Listen to Greg. We've had Greg Palace on the show many times. Daniel, oh my God, the Vietnamese cultural appropriation, French culture. Wow. Oh, he learned something. We're near the end of the show. Let's see if I have any time. All the other things that I want to show are longer than the time. I didn't show any of the videos that were designed to be shown today. Why? Because you guys took the show away from me. Think about that. Where else can you go 
a program that was lined up. I spent two hours putting the videos and everything together for this show. And Michael Rudnan started the trek, and other people like Bridge MCP and 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 Diane and uh, who else changed it? E2247, Bruce Pollard. You guys changed the direction of the show. I love you for it because it's yours. It is yours. I love you guys for it. And you know what? The tapes, the videos are all there in the blog. I'll play them tomorrow, assuming you guys don't take the show over again tomorrow. And I'll keep moving them on. The only thing that I'll absolutely play is things that are time-sensitive. I wanted to play the one about Tennessee because, of course, somebody kept bringing up the Tennessee. My dear Julie Van Astel kept on bringing up that thing about Tennessee. But we got to get out of here in a little bit. But before we get out of here, please go ahead and get my books. Please get my books. That helps us as well. Politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. Michael Rennie says, Egberto, I know you say that I shouldn't think quotas or such, but I think I'm going to start limiting myself to four or five start post-ups for now on except on Mondays. Oh, you go, so you, in other words, you're going to flood me on Mondays because you read a whole lot over, the, over Saturday, right, Rudnan? Look, let me tell you something, guys. You all can put out whatever the hell you want to put into the chat. I love it all. I read it because if you saw it, that means it touched something in you. If it touched something in you, it likely will touch something in a lot of other people. I may read all of it. I may read some of it, but it's in. It will be in the thread, so a lot of people will see it. The duck that quack says, "I thought we were soldiers." Also, was a reasonably depicted the first days of Vietnam. But we love your show prep and your flexibility too. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my brother, E2247. Again, let me do my last pull. Please go to politicsandright.com slash books. Please buy my books. They are worth the read. Please go to politicsandright.com slash Patreon to support us on Patreon. We need 1,000. We only have 130. Uh, please go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube. We need 1,000 there as well. We're only, I think, by... By in the next three days, we'll probably reach 300, I hope. But anyhow, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. I thank you guys for being here. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.